Hallelujah. Thank you for having me. Praise be the name of the Lord. There's a sense that we just continue worshiping God without sharing a word and then we go home. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your good God, for your wonderful. We pray this morning that you open our hearts, minds, ears, that we're able to listen and receive what you have prepared for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I thought I would come at the end. (laughs) I'm sorry to say that uh, I'm not conscious of time. Rather, time is conscious of me. So be ready. Um, I'm reading from the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 22 up to 40. I'm reading from the King James Version. Let us follow this one together. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. This is Jesus. And there came down storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying to one another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the wind and water, and they obey him. Verse 26. And they arrived at the country of gatherings, which is over Gallery. Let's stop there. We'll continue from verse 27 going forward. Now, this morning, I want you to base my message on what is a storm and what to do in times of storm. So by the time we finish, we should be able to know what to do in times of storm. First, what is a storm? The storm is uh, the mix between wind and water. The storm has got two elements to it. It's got water and wind. We can see the water, but we cannot see the wind. Now, let's go back to the uh, to, to Luke chapter 8, verse 22. This was not a parable. This is that what happened. On a certain day, they sailed from one end going to the other side. Amid the traveling, when they were in the middle of the lake, Jesus fell asleep. Now, my question is, when Jesus fell asleep, and there's a storm raging left, right, and side, left, right, and center. Uh, Jesus is asleep. Do you want your Savior to be asleep in the times of a storm? No. This is a time that you want your Savior to be alive and awake in order in the times of a storm. What is a storm? The storm in life will come. It's guaranteed. 
There will be a times that if you are doing something right, it means you'll be attacked. It just tests your faith. Um, there are times when you are facing challenges, you think, oh, maybe I should just go back. I would encourage you not to go back because the first thing you have to do and check, verify if Jesus is in the boat. If Jesus is in the boat, you are safe. You with Jesus in the boat, you will not fail. Let's see what, did, what, what happened next. The, we have two people in the boat. The storm is raging left, right, and center. Some is, uh, some, one person is distressing, shouting, and getting uncomfortable, and the other one is sleeping. It's very interesting, actually. What's, what's, if somebody's sleeping, Jesus is, is God. He knew as he was going through the, what would happen in between, but he, will, he fell asleep. If a storm can come to Jesus, it can come to anyone. It means that's the reality of life. We're, not, we're gonna face the storms of life. We're gonna face challenges in life, but it's what to do when we face the storm. Jesus started the journey with him. He proposed the journey, and yet amidst he found he was asleep. Now, sl sleep, I'm thinking now we are in a boat. There's a storm. And somebody sleeping can't wake up. What does that mean? What does that teach us? In the middle of storm, we should find rest. I'm saying to myself this time, I find, I find rest. Sleeping, I find rest. In terms of storm, find rest. Uh, the same energy that takes you to carry on is the same energy that will take you to come back. So when you face challenges, when you face storms in life, continue. Because you have Jesus in the boat. Let's continue. And he said unto them, after, okay, before we go to there. And they, and they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of water and the seas, and there was calm. Now, let's learn something here. When Jesus woke up, he never addressed his, the disciples, say, oh, what are you doing? He first addressed the wind. He first rebuked the wind. He first addressed the storm to keep calm before addressing the disciples, asking them, where is your faith? So let's learn to, there's always a force behind the wind. There's uh, behind the water. The water we can see, the wind we cannot see, we can see. Uh, the, the water we can see, the wind we cannot see. What is Jesus doing? Jesus is first rebuking the wind, the invisible, what we cannot see. Let's learn a lesson. When we are facing the storm, let's, let's rebuke the spirit. How do we rebuke the spirit? We can only learn how to rebuke the spirit first. If we walk in the spirit, the spirits are alive, they hear, and if you speak to them, they will hear and listen to you. This is exactly what Jesus did. He rebuked the wind. Let's move on. Master, master, we perish. 
Then he arose and rebuked the wind and raging of water and they ceased and it was calm. And he then said unto them, where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered, saying to one another, what man of man is this? He commandeth even the winds and water and obey him. Hallelujah. Now, the devil will play with our emotions in order to make us start questioning God, in order to put doubts in our minds, in order for us to go back. But once you know that you have Jesus in the boat, you are a winner. Keep pushing on. Know that Jesus in the boat with you, you will win. You will sail through. On your own, yes, you've got ability and skills and you're capable, but without Jesus, you cannot win. Yes, we need skills, we need ability, we need capability to move on, but we need Jesus in the boat. Otherwise, we will perish. My take was, uh, okay, the storm has come, let's start as a, an individual, we'll start, okay, let's face the challenges. How do we face the challenges? I'll, take a, I'll start taking a bucket and taking the water out of the boat one by one. It will not work because the water will just come in. The best thing is to go wake Jesus up because Jesus is the one that is going to help you to rebuke the wind and keep calm. We can see the wind, we can see the water, but we cannot see the wind. Let's move on. And this is now verse 26. We are coming to the good news. And they arrived at the country of the gatherings, which is over against Galilee. I'm focusing at the word, and they arrived. Despite the challenges, despite the storms that they faced, they arrived. Amen. How many people arrived? All of them. All of them. Not one, not, no one, not one lost, but all of them. So whenever we start a journey, make sure we know that we arrive with Jesus, with everything that we said before. Again, here, the devil will come to steal, kill, and if, you're not, if there's nothing there to steal, the devil will not come. This is sometimes a proof that you are valuable. If the devil, you're facing challenges, if you're, coming, if you're facing storms, it's a proof that you're doing something right. It's just knowing where to turn to. It's just knowing what to do in terms of still, in terms of our storm. The devil will not waste time with, if there's nothing to kill, steal, or destroy. Imagine out of seven, eight billion people, he chooses you. That means you're valuable. That means there's something in you he has seen because he knows his time is short. He's not going to waste time for somebody that he, he's got nothing on. But if he's coming to face you, but it's up to you to now know what to do when you face the storm. Make sure Jesus is in the boat. And they arrived. And when he went forth to the land, there met him out. There met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time, and wear no, wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice, 
he said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus? Though, Son of God most high, I beseech thee to make me not. Now, I wish I could tell you when you arrived, there's a, body of, there's a bed of roses, everything is good and nothing. But now this is another level of storm. <laughs> we come, we have sailed, we have conquered the first storm. Now we come, we arrived. We have arrived, we are rejoicing, we are happy. What next? Another level of storm. What do we meet? I was expecting that the president, the prime minister of gatherings will come with a red carpet to greet them. But no one. No, what, what, who did they meet? The demon-possessed man. Another level of storm. Now, let's see the pattern. When Jesus, he came to, uh, when Jesus saw this man, the man is like the water we can see. But the spirit is the wind that we cannot see. What did Jesus do to, to the man? He rebuked the spirit. He never addressed the man. He rebuked the spirit. Let's move on. Are we learning something? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I get some response. <laughs> Much as I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself. Hallelujah. And Jesus asked him, what is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was a head of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then the devil went, went, then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine and head ran violently down the steep place into the lake and they were choked. Jesus rebuked the spirits. He commanded the spirits to come out of this man and enter into the swine which ran into the lake. This is for another day. Now, let's see how Satan works because we have to know how to deal with the storm. The storm is always coming from the Satan and let's see how this Satan works. Satan, knowing that the salvation was come to gatherings, and he knew what would happen to the gatherings if this man, this evangelist, evangelist he attacked his background, make him no, wear no clothes, make him break chains, make him sleep in tombs, because he knew the destiny. God, Jesus, looks at the destiny. A practical illustration on the destiny. If you are in a plane and you are sitting in the plane, if you see somebody walking to use the restroom at the back, does that mean that they are going back? The plane is going forward. That means it's not going back, but the destiny is what matters. The destiny is too big for you to go back. So let's look at the destiny. Jesus, God, looks at the destiny. Moving on. When... When Jesus rebuked the man, uh, let's actually see what happened after. When they had fed, when they had fed them, saw that what was done, they fled and went and told in the city in, the, in that country. This is where the gatherings. They went out to see what was done, and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, 
sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. It means he was not before they knew him as a demon-possessed man. And they were afraid. They also, they also which saw it, told them by the, what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. Then the whole multitude of the country of gatherings around about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear and went up to the ship and returned back. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine house, own house and show how great things God has done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus has done to him. Now, you see the salvation has come. The destiny of this man, the man has been healed, has been relieved of his demons. He's now saying, Jesus, I'll stick with you. But Jesus said, no, go back and proclaim what God has done for you. Now, this man has come to preach, to reach out to the people of the gatherings. Many people would be saved because of this man. That's why Jesus had to make a decision to go over to the other side for this man. He only addressed this man, and then this man sent him away to preach, to, send, to spread his word and share his gospel so that the salvation should come to him. What lesson are we learning here? First, it is about this, the realities of storm. The storms will happen to everyone, including Jesus. We just have to know how to deal with them. Lesson number two, mentality that Jesus had, even in the midst of storm, he was asleep. This is a situation. Though I walk through the valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Even in the times of storm, we should rejoice. You find people, why are they rejoicing when they are going through tough times? Because they have learned how to deal with a storm. Because there's a big picture. There's a big destiny. That's where we are heading to. We will arrive. Yeah. Keep the storm to, to keep calm and rejoice just when you need to. For you to rejoice, you just need to verify that Jesus is in the boat. If Jesus is in the boat, be, be very afraid. Because if Jesus is, in, is not in the boat, it will be hard to calm the storm. Now, this man, I'll just paraphrase this, this uh, story about the, the, the demon possessed. Just bear with me so that we can have a good picture of how the devil works, on how we deal with him, on how we deal, the, how we deal with the storm. Once upon a time, a land called Gatherings, God intended to save that city. He chose a man to spread his word, but Satan, knowing that many would be saved, he decided to attack this man's background and tell him to a man that wore no clothes, slept in tombs, breaking chains. Jesus intended to save the Gatherings, and he faced over the storm to go to the other side that the gathering should receive salvation through this man. When you look at your storm, 
Look beyond you. When you look at your salvation, look beyond you. Look at the destiny. Remember, Satan does not attack failures. He attacks people that he knows they are worth attacking. It is better to forget the paddle in the midst than to forget Jesus in the boat. You need the skills and abilities, but you need Jesus. Jesus is in the boat. If Jesus is in the boat, rejoice. Begin to rejoice. No need to distress. No need to worry. Just continue. I finish. I will conclude with the, the, our prize-giving winners. Um, my assignment to you guys is uh, go and read the book of Daniel, chapter 1. Read it with your parents and ask them what it says. There were three people, four, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. First, don't lose your identity. Our identity, these, just briefly, they were in a foreign land. In that foreign land, they were asked to worship other gods. They were even invited to eat good food with the king, but they refused to say, look, we, don't, we do not belong here. We worship the God. First, know that we do not belong here. We will, face, we will be in the land, this world, where you'll be faced with different influences, different powers, but just know your identity. Know that the God that we serve is a God, true God. So refuse to be influenced by what the king or the world around you is doing. Keep your identity. Go and read the assignment, what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. May God bless you. May God continue to open our minds and hearts so that we hear and receive what has prepared for us. Amen. Amen.